Hello there, you malleable, mallow peeps out there. It's Chappie, your British butler. You've probably never heard of uh, these malleable, mallow, marshmallow, styly uh, treats that you get at Easter. Here in the, in the US, you get these chicks. They're very spring-like chick, a very Easter-like chick, but they're made of marshmallow. A garish color, yellow, fluorescent pink as well. And uh, people get them in their Easter baskets. Now you can see no hide nor hair of the traditional English Easter egg where you get the uh, chocolate shell Easter egg and there's toys or chocolates inside. That is very rare. I don't think I've ever seen it over here. You get the faux Cadbury's over here, little mini eggs made with the chalky chocolate. <laughs> chalky chocolate. Ah, oh, do you want some chalky chocolate chappy? Yeah, I don't want any chocolate. Chalky chocolate chappy. And you have to make sure you put your teeth in uh, for that. Now, you can blow up these uh, peeps as well. Uh, put them in a the microwave for like uh, 30 seconds. No longer than that, because then you'll get like that burnt sugar smell that you can never, you can never get out of the burnt sugar shell. It's an awful, awful smell. It's a hideous, a hideous hindrance on one's life. I mean, it's like getting a cheap perfume out of your shirts you, can, you just can't do it you can't you can't get the cheapness out of there but they blow up like a balloon and uh you know maybe four or five times the size i mean apparently in the 1950s the uh, the golden age used to like slightly warm them in the microwave and use them as condoms i mean i don't know if that's true i wouldn't i wouldn't hazard a guess at that I mean, you can't warm them up too much. I mean, if it was too hot, that could be an absolutely... <laughs> I mean, you wouldn't want to do anything. You might as well go into a monastery or a nunnery after that if you have a hot peep on, on, the, on the crown jewels here. Smelting the crown jewels with hot marshmallow. I mean, that could bring tears to the eyes and all sorts of awful things could happen. I mean, it sounds absolutely hideous, doesn't it? Anyway, welcome along to the program. We're 180 editions of uh, the Keep Calm and Cauliflower Cheese Mantra, the podcast. I am your shirtless host today, the shirtless podcaster. As Jamie Oller is a naked chef, I'm the shirtless podcaster today. And I found it, you know, to be quite useful. If you want uh, limited interruption, you don't want any uh, too much bass in the microphone, then, then uh, performing a podcast while shirtless if you have a hairy chest and moves, I mean, I basically tuck the microphone between the moves and then you get no interference. You get a beautiful, heady sort of bass and there's no interruption. Forget, you know, swaddling yourself in cotton wool or something when you do a podcast. Just uh, get the moves wrapped around the microphone and, and then you've got no interference and, and you can have beautiful, beautiful elocution. elocution. I'm hoping you're having a lovely spring weekend here. I say it's a spring weekend, but I think I've got another two or three inches of snow that are coming here in Colorado. Oh, I thought I'd put the yak tracks away for the winter, but no, it's coming back again. It's coming to haunt us. Another three inches of snow on, uh, on Tuesday night. Really not looking forward to that. I, I mean, at least I don't have to shovel, but I have to uh, 
be able to squeeze these rubbery, uh, yeah, I know, what are you going to say next, chap? You know, squeeze these rubbery yak tracks all over my big feet again. And I don't think they're meant to stretch as much as that. It's a bit like the peeps. I mean, maybe I could melt the peeps and use the peeps as some sort of uh, tacky, uh, tacky sort of, uh, almost like a adhesive to hold on the act tracks. So maybe, maybe that's something I'm going to try later on if it's going to be a little bit more snow than the weather forecasters had promised us. But it does feel a little bit like spring. If you think 70 degrees, I can mean hardly breathe in the morning and I'm coughing up a loogie. It was so cold at the Masters yesterday that uh, several of the players were basically had turtlenecks and snoots. So you had a whole sort of uh, golf fraternity and sorority making jokes about uncircumcised penises and how these golfers basically look like uncircumcised penises. There are only so many anteater jokes or Mr. Snuffleupagus jokes one can take when you suddenly realize that double wrapped is better. So there are many podcasts about athletic success, how to get fit, how to run a triathlon, how to run marathons, how to get in a better workout, all of these. But today, I had probably one of my most athletic injuries. I was washing my hair and very, very tight curls first thing in the morning. And I got my finger trapped between one of the curls and I actually strained, I think it's my, let me have a look here, one, two, I think it was my, it wasn't the index finger or the pinky, it's the one next to the pinky. I mean, what do you call the finger next to the pinky? It's that one. It's sort of the outlier. I, I sprained it. But luckily it was on my left hand, so that's fine. I mean, I don't have much use of my left hand these days. But that's, that's my injury of the weekend here. So all of you cyclists out there who pulled a hammy or if you've done a triathlon and got your, you know, ingrown toenail banged on a rock while swimming or something along those lines, then I feel for you. But nothing is worse then a finger getting caught in a tight curl and, and you now sprained and may have to ice it with some English peas for the rest of the day. I mean, I don't know what else I'm going to do to, to get it back into to full working order. Anyway, you're very welcome to the podcast, the Sunday edition, the S- Sunday sermon edition here. A little bit more reverent when we broadcast it on a Sunday. Yesterday, we talked about the Mishing Sioux uh, and sock underwear vortex the shoe sock underwear vortex uh, we we also how I never forget a cheese I mean when you've got a palate like mine and a snack like mine you never do forget a cheese it's, it's ingrained in one's memory now people remember dates and numbers and times and songs I mean when I smell a cheese it takes me back to a certain time in my life here Also, today, we're going to be talking about how a certain band has some of the best breakup songs that ever has been. Not saying I'm going to break up with anybody or anything like that, but the best breakup songs you can ever imagine. Also, the uh, movie theater. I mean, I'm always bugbared about this, where you're spending $40 to get snacks when you go and see a movie. 
and how you, it's best to smuggle in your own. Well, how about having a snack company that works in cahoots with the movie uh, movie theater right next door that basically is n- maybe half the price of what you would normally pay for movie theater snacks. And everybody has a cut and the customers are happy because they're not paying $5 for some goopy nuts, whatever they are, chocolate-covered nuts. Goobers, that's it. I knew it would come to me. I mean, <laughs> who would buy a, a, a snack called Goobers? Sounds awful, doesn't it, really? We talked about the Vibram Rubber Lizard Shoes, how a man could be the Marvel character from Spider-Man, the Lizard King, basically. Also, if you're in a cabin together with your beloved, we're going to be talking about some etiquette that we need to talk about. And also, if you're suddenly feeling a little bit queasy, a little bit green around the gills, and uh, you're about to share a cabin with somebody three days, then panic can truly set in also there was uh, this cabin there was this voodoo owl i don't know was it, if it was evil or good luck also the wandering hand masseuse i had like the best massage ever but slight wandering hands also when you have one too many desserts as well coming up on the uh, on the podcast today we've all done it we're in excess we've had one dessert too many that's toppled us over we do have some breaking news Archerwell Audio those hard working people the hard working Duke and Duchess over at Archerwell Audio, Audio Archerwell Audio announces a new podcast titled Archipelagus a series where the Duchess of Sussex shines a light on groups of islands around the world giving a voice to their marginalised communities and discusses how they're tackling some of the issues that have hit them for generations. In future editions of the podcast, Archwell Audio may do a special edition on uh, the Sicilia Isles as well. The Sicilia Isles. And allegedly, there'll be another edition where Prince Harry basically goes to Easter Island for the next five years. And uh, just with a microphone, nothing else. And he records a series of podcasts called Ginger Nuts. Don't you just love in the middle of a podcast where somebody's trying to sell you baked beans? Now, I'm always uh, being tried to be sold uh, chocolate, baked beans, and intimate apparel. Hopefully not in that order. That could be uh, that could be terribly messy, couldn't it, really? You don't want the beans below the franks or above the frank or they're below the frank or who knows what it is here. Uh, but here, here, next time you buy the following brands, which ones are you most likely to buy? Serious Beans Company, Baked Beans, B&M Baked Beans. I mean, would you get B&M and SMM, S&M make, be, Baked Beans? That could be, uh, again, very messy and uh, probably very kinky as well. Van Camp's Baked Beans, Bush's Baked Beans, or none of the above. None of the above. Where are the Heinz? Give me the Heinz Baked Beans. I do not want remnants of little... Willies in my baked beans. We talked about this before. We do not want that. I want the Heinz baked beans. Buttered toast, double buttered, slathered with baked beans. Thanks very much. Give me that choice next time. An eBay advert has gone viral after a man tried to sell his mother's caravan from the 1980s. On the advert, the seller said the purchase would maybe include an awning 
although he'd have to check, more on that later, as well as advertising 80% of a pack of Uno cards. Of course, living in vans is all the rage these days with TikTok pages awash with people who've taken vehicles and kitted them out for life on the road. Michael from Lancashire is honest about what he's trying to offload though. It's a caravan from the 1980s and it's in need of some serious TLC by the look of things. So far, the 1980s Sea Europa full birth caravan has attracted bids of up to 2,000 pounds, meaning that there actually might be a market for it after all. The uh, listing claims that the sale of the caravan has been driven by Michael's sister, who would uh, make his slightly dotty 70-year-old mum very, very happy. He warns potential buyers not to be expecting miracles. He's happy to throw in any plates, cutlery, fairy liquid, etc. And there's no doubts uh, in the cupboards just in case. The uh, Michael adds, if you're lucky enough, there might be 80% of a pack of Uno cards. There might even be an awning. The listing reads, sold as seen, no returns. Collection from Lytham St. Anne's. If you get it home and there's a dotty 70-year-old locked in the bathroom, let me know. We're quite fond of her and she's not uh, making her sell stuff and taking up racket sports. That's a reference to some updated photos. Uh, implored him, his mother has implored him to take up badminton. Uh, I don't wonder if they're using the plastic cock or the one with the feathers on there. Who knows? No doubt she'll find all the items up in the loft at a later date. There was an exciting three minutes last night when I thought I'd be able to include a hammock, but apparently his mother is keeping the hammock. And a pole dancer has gone viral after she's booked to perform at a senior citizen center and all of the older folks have apparently got involved. Honestly, if you're a bit hungover on a Sunday morning, this is the wholesome content that you probably need. So you can't tell uh, you know, a whole heap about where this took place. It's fair to say that the activities coordinator at the Old People Center earned their wage when they booked the event to the calendar. Amelia Burgley, who you can follow on TikTok, has shared a slightly bizarre experience online posting a video of her performing pole dancing at the old person's home. Then she seems to have thrown in the opportunity to all the people who came to watch uh, her because of the rest of it is taken up by older folks dancing and jiggling around the pole seemingly having a past I, I don't really I don't know if I really want to see old people jiggling around a brass pole during a video the captions that I was booked to perform at the senior citizen center and let me tell you they absolutely loved it she later added it's been a successful night when you end up writing autographs as you can see from the video of all the audience seems to have a go both men and women ste stepping up to the pole to have a crack at it hopefully there were no cracks at the top of the pole obviously none of them quite matched the skills of the much younger better trained performer but what they lacked in technique they seemed to make up in enthusiasm and effort i would i, I would think you would need some extra sort of denture hold cream just in case, if you're getting up a slippery pole and your dentures suddenly fall out, I mean, it could cause all sorts of injuries at the bottom of the pole. While some of them had to swing around the pole, others did a bit of dancing as well, and everybody seemed to have a lovely old time as a result. It seems that those who have since watched the video online have had a nice time as the old folks who gave it a go. The video has been shared 2.2 million times. I mean, some of the older chaps certainly didn't have any trouble getting it up after that sort of performance. A little blue thrill. Break up, write some sort of poetry. They uh, decide to maybe write a letter, sort of poison pen letter or something along those lines. Uh, maybe they get a barbershop quartet to sing some sort of 
lonesome uh, lament to end the relationship. But the best band you can get if you're having a divorce party or if you're going to break up, there's nobody better than Hall and Oates. They're not only a breakup band, they're a band that takes a sledgehammer to nearly every relationship. So let's, let's take some of the examples here. We've got Maneater, a song about a Maneater, a woman who is very seductive and has expensive tastes in order to seduce men. Now, if you run into one of those, that could possibly cause a breakup. Uh, also, Wait For Me, a song is trying to keep a relationship together. Can't go for that. Being pushed around in a relationship, it is indeed an ode to exert free will, to individual freedom and the power of choice. Poor She's Gone, inspired by real heartbreak, buoyed by the camaraderie of deep friendship that's often needed to get over pain in order to move forward in life. Today on the podcast, I'm going to give you a breakup consisting of purely of Hall & Oates songs covered by cover bands of Hall & Oates. absolutely wonderful birthday but if it one thing it teaches you though if you're going to a little log cabin in the wilds in Colorado then make sure that you get two bathrooms because the first night of the trip we arrived and uh, decided to eat some Indian food I have to say the Indian food was not the cause of the problem it was not the case of Montezuma's revenge because of an incredibly hot vindaloo the Vindaloo didn't send me to the loo, so to speak. It was, in fact, a little bit of a little norovirus that somebody subtly picked up. And, um, yeah, it was quite interesting when you have the panic when, is there enough toilet roll? Oh, dear, this isn't our place. There's no bleach. And uh, one of the favorites is, will there be enough towels? Oh, and... I forgot to pack the wet wipes. All of those situations happen when you're going to join Sisterhood of the Poopy Pants. Um, but you know what? It's a true bonding experience. You've never been through this type of experience before where you have to just laugh about it. And as I said many times, in a couple of years, we'll be laughing about this. Well, I don't know if that's going to be completely the case. And trying to order Instacart at 10 o'clock at night in the boonies in Colorado. Uh, bleach wipes, Pepto-Bismol, uh, anti-diarrhea, the tablets, extra toilet roll, bleach wipes, bleach, more bleach, some more bleach, and uh, possibly a little bit more bleach as well. Uh, but you know what? 
it has made me think that you could never have a house or a cabin with just one guardrobe, one toilet. It's just never going to work. But you know what? After such a wonderful trip, we're even closer than we ever were before. very similar topic uh have you ever been in a situation when you're in the facilities you're in the library uh you're on the garderobe in the loo the lavatoire and um yeah you're reading a newspaper i think that's something that men only do isn't it but you're reading a newspaper and then uh all of a sudden you think oh holy sh- shite well that's might say anyway but there's no toilet paper here there's nobody in the house and then you do the basic side shuffle of trousers around your ankles and you're doing the lido shuffle the shuffle the shivling shuffle the scotty scheffler shuffle to try to find an extra toilet roll now i mean if it's in a cabin you may not know where they are so you could be shuffling around for a while hopefully the like no drippage or anything but I think something, I'm going to give this to you, the audience, and something for you. If I, if I suddenly hear that, a, you know, maybe a former listener or a present listener of Keep Going Cauliflower Cheese has laid a lot of money off this. Okay, in, in stately homes, you have the dumb waiter, where you're basically having dinner, uh, or you want to have dinner, and the, uh, the butler or the cook or the chef puts in your tray of food, and it goes down uh, or up, in basically some sort of uh, elevator uh, or um, some sort of lift and it carries your food down to you up to whatever it is and that's what they call the dumb waiter so you know you maybe have a steep stairway to climb and you don't want to uh, take the minestrone soup with you up there you'll spill it everywhere so you put it in the dumb waiter and it rises up there in the elevator and um, people you know at the other end can grab the soup and everything else I think the same sort of thing has to happen with toilet paper. Why don't we have a dump waiter? So you're sitting on the toilet. You don't know where the toilet paper is. Maybe you ring a little bell or maybe honk a horn might be more appropriate. And then whoever it is in the in the bathroom can then send to you uh, toilet paper through the dump waiter. So you're taking the dump and then uh, all, all of a sudden beautiful pristine new toilet rolls arrive on the dump waiter so you know one of my pet peeves is movie theater snacks costing like another 40 dollars when you go in now i did smuggle in some popcorn the other day i had a big old well with the hoodie i would never wear a hoodie but it had the pockets of a hoodie and um you know i siphoned off some popcorn into some uh, into some uh, basic plastic bags here and and put them uh, in the side there. I mean, it, I just looked a little bit more rotund than normal. I had my hands in my pockets. So so I was walking along, uh, shuffling the popcorn. It's probably making a crunchy sound as I walked into the movie theater. But I I mean, I have no problems paying for movie theater popcorn, but there was no kettle corn. Why do not American movie theaters, cinemas, have kettle corn, the sweet popcorn? I want my popcorn sweet. It's never sweet enough, in my opinion, when it comes to the popcorn. But you have the situation 
that uh, the movie theater treats are just so expensive. Why don't movie theaters and local snackeries and eateries get into cohorts together and decide right outside the movie theater, you can go and get yourself a hot dog or bratwurst or uh, minestrone. Well, probably not minestrone soup. I'm like addicted to minestrone soup today. I keep bringing up minestrone soup. Uh, Popcorn, treats, chocolate. You know, not just the movie theater chocolate. You can get all sorts of chocolate, chocolate from around the world. I mean, and they could be in cohorts with the movie theater. The movie theater could take, you know, the cream off the top in terms of the profit. Uh, The uh, store, the eatery would get profit as well. But it would be considerably less than what the movie theater is making. Because I'm sure people just smuggle stuff in now. And uh, that's not doing anybody any good, is it, really? But if you had uh, a couple of different eateries outside that you could take into the movie theater... So you could get exactly what you wanted rather than some rather sort of insipid type of nachos. Then everybody would be a winner. British man deported for bringing in his own popcorn into the movie theatre. They didn't have the popcorn I like, baby. Quick question to you, and I saw this on Twitter today. How is it that our Prime Minister Boris Johnson looks more dishevelled than the leader of a country that's been under bombardment for about two months? And a little bit of uh, a little bit of a uh, little bit of light humor here. Hope you take it the right way. 8 p.m. Fade in on Boris Johnson. He stares at the camera without speaking. The nation holds its breath. Suddenly, a knife is plunged into Boris's back. The attacker, Noel Fielding, he licks the jam from the knife. The p.m. was a cake all along. Welcome to the f- Bake Off. Noel screams. A man is being divorced by one of his nine wives. A man who married nine women says he now plans to divorce one of them. Arthur de Urso from Brazil hit the headlines last week when he and his girlfriends tied the knot. The model, who's already officially married to his partner, Luna Kazaka, is the, in the ceremony wasn't binding as polyamory is illegal in Brazil. But at the time, he said he wanted to celebrate free love and uh, rebel against monogamy. However, one of his wives, named as Agatha, has now decided to leave him after realizing the setup wasn't for her. He just wanted to have me all to herself, said Arthur. It didn't make sense. We have, we like to share, Davy. Sharing, Davy. I was very sad about the separation and even more surprised by her excuses. She said that she was missing a monogamous relationship. My other wives thought her attitude was wrong and she accepted the marriage for adventure and not for the real feelings. I now have lost a wife, but I'm not going to replace her at the moment. But Arthur, who claims to make £56,000 a month from his OnlyFans account, is already looking to the future and plans to marry two more women. He added, I have a dream. I have a dream. My wish has always been to have ten wives. I only have one daughter, but I want to have a child with each of my wives. The love I feel for each of them is is the same. I think it would be only unfair to have children with two of them. Last year, Arthur and Luana celebrated their official marriage by visiting the largest nudist colony and resort for the honeymoon. The couple said they wanted to kick their marriage off with adventure and new things and headed to Capitaga, a city in the south of France. Dubbed the Naked City, the area welcomes tourists from all over the world, including Belgium, Germany, Italy, America, Netherlands and Canada. Speaking at the time, the lovebirds told the Daily Star couples should look for new experiences early in their marriage 
marriage and not let it cool off. They continued that city was elected the capital of sex and the experience is worth starting a marriage with adventure and new things in addition to the pleasure. We did this to get out of the sameness. I mean, that would be one hell of a cutlery draw with all that spooning. Oh, and dare I say forking. I like to be very useful here in the podcast for you. And one of the standard things you have to learn if you're going to become a cook is making a roux. The microwave hack that could change the way you make roux forever. A roux is a perfect base for many of our favorite dishes, including macaroni and cheese, gumbo, and your favorite holiday gravy. As described by Bon Appetit, a roux is a combo of flour and melted fat. Think butter or bacon grease that's used to thicken a sauce, stew, or soup. The life of a roux begins over medium-low heat and requires a lot of attention and TLC. Constant stirring until it's smooth and perfectly blended. Although a roux is made of a couple of simple ingredients, creating this thickener isn't easy. It can be labor-intensive and time-consuming, but oh, so necessary. Epicurious notes that a white roux can take as much little as two to five minutes, while a medium brown roux can take 15 to 30 minutes. A dark brown roux can take 30 to 45 minutes. Of course, the darker your roux gets, the more flavor you'll experience. And how dark you decide to make your roux depends on what you're making. But who wants to spend their time standing over a hot stove, even if you're guaranteed to develop ripped arms like Gal Gadot? I've always thought I wanted arms like Gal Gadot. If you're not too keen on sweating bullets while making your roux, we have a microwave hack that could change it forever. According to Southern Living, you can use the microwave to make your roux. They note you'll want to choose cooking oil as your fat of choice. Cook's Illustrated explains that oil works better than butter with his microwave method because you do not want to stir the mixture as much. You still want equal amounts of flour and oil and whisk them together until lump-free before microwaving. Both publications recommend using microwave-safe bowls. Southern Living found that to create a light color roux, you need to microwave your flour and oil for four to five minutes. If you want a darker, your mixture will spend 12 to 18 minutes in the microwave. And although the method could save you anywhere from 18 to 27 minutes, you still need to play close attention, be vigilant, so your roux doesn't make a mess in your appliance as it cooks. And while you can add additional oil or flour to your microwave roux if needed, they do not recommend doing this. Once your roux has achieved its appropriate consistency and color, you're ready to use it to thicken up whatever dish you are making. Oh, I had the best massage the other day. Sometimes the best massages are best unplanned. Yes, a spontaneous massage is one of the best things you can do. You can book a, book a massage and then they can take up 10 minutes chit-chatting to you and then a 10 minutes out the back getting the hot towels and the oil and everything else. But if you go to a special Asian masseuse, and I think these gentlemen came from China, they get straight down to it and they're going to leave you begging for more and probably begging because they've inserted their elbow into your spine. But, you know, it's all good. It all feels good. So I did this as a birthday treat. We both did, actually. And it was it was fantastic. I mean, these 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 gentlemen did not speak a lick of English, uh, but they had incredibly strong hands and they were like kneading their fists into your back. They were like breaking up all the, the knots that are around my sort of shoulder blades and that sort of area. 
is absolutely fabulous. And their hands were quite warm, I have to say. They had warm, fairly warm hands as well. And then they inserted their elbows right into the vertebrae. And it really did feel good. A couple of times they did ask me, hey, are you okay? Oh, okay, okay. Which, of course it was, but I was like writhing in pain and probably should be biting onto a leather strap with a nip of scotch to cure the pain. But it was pretty good. Now, the one thing I will suggest, and this is a problem I always have, long back, uh, never find a shirt long enough. So my shirt was slightly on the shorter side and, and was riding up. So the fella kept tucking in the shirt, but his hands were going in a little bit too far. And he had, you know, he had fairly warm hands, but, you know, I don't really want my shirt tucked into my boxer shorts, and I do not want your hands going quite as far down as that. I do not want a happy ending to my massage. That will not make me happy. <laughs> it's creepy when your hands go that far in, you know. So next time, I'm probably going to wear a dress, so I'm not going to have that situation when it comes to the gentleman, the masseuse, tucking in my sh my little shirt my little belly shirt that was like flapping around uh, probably just below the breast region i want to give you my list of adult cereals number one muffet's army 50 shades of grain porn flakes special d rice frisky Captain Munch, Cherry Hose. Robot slime magnet could save our lives by searching our insides. Accidentally swallowed a magnetic ball? Not to worry, Hong Kong scientists have created a state-of-the-art slime robot that can be magnetically manipulated to retrieve inadvertently ingested objects among a myriad of other real-world applications. A case study that uh, has been put together here detailing the cybernetic cutting invention was published recently in advanced functional materials the ultimate goal is deploy it like a robot to the goo bot creator li zhang i'm wondering if uh, the uh, goo bot has got together with uh, goopy balls or goop or whatever that uh, gwyneth paltrow's goop or gwyneth paltrow's goopy sliding goopy balls something along those lines anyway Zhang and his team reportedly concocted a revolutionary ooze by mixing nemodium magnet particles with household detergent, borax and resin, polyvinyl alcohol, the first ingredient, so it could be controlled magnetically, Reuters reported. They then coated the toxic magnetic particles with silica to hypothetically make them safe for use inside the human body. The result product has a viscoelastic properties, meaning it behaves like a liquid or a solid depending on the level of force applied. When you touch it very quickly, it behaves like a solid. When you touch it gently, it behaves like a liquid. The freaky breakthrough video shows a soft-bodied robot pulling wires together, enveloping objects like the blob, navigating passages as narrow as 1.5 millimeters. I don't want anybody navigating my 1.5 millimeter passage, thank you very much. And even glomming together after being chopped apart, behaving like mercury from a broken thermometer. It's all gone a bit Lionel Richie stuck on you. And a 53-year-old man was found to have more than a dozen maggots in his eye following a spot of gardening. 
According to a medical case report, the individual from France presented to the emergency department complaining of itching in his right eye that he'd experienced for several hours. Earlier that day, the man had been gardening near a horse and sheep farm when he felt something enter his right eye. Doctors conducting an eye examination finding he had 20-20 vision. Eventually, doctors spotted more than a dozen translucent fly larvae in the outer structures of the eyeball. Medics were even able to capture video footage of the man's eye showing the larvae moving around fortunately doctors were able to remove the larvae manually using forceps they were later identified as being larvae from a species otherwise known as the sheep bot fly thank goodness it wasn't the sheep butt fly have you ever wanted to work at a post office but didn't want to face dogs constantly barking at you? A British charity is offering the chance to deal not with paws but with flippers with a job in Antarctica. Uh, the UK uh, Antarctic Heritage Trust is a charity that manages bases that educate visitors and help conservation efforts on the seventh continent. One of the bases is Port Lockroy on the Goodyear Island of Palmer Archipelago, west of the Antarctic Peninsula. At the port, the trust is looking for a base leader, shop manager and general assistant to work as a gift shop and also the world's most remote post from November to March 2023. Antarctica's summer month when temperatures can reach a brisk 50 degrees but often are freezing when you factor in the wind chill. The port usually looks for workers every summer but will open to the public for the first time since covid some of the duties include managing the gift shop and post office on behalf of the British Antarctic Territory Government. The post office says it gets about 80,000 small pieces of mail each season. Workers have to count penguins and other wildlife for the Antarctic survey and report is due at the end of employment. Living conditions are basic but comfortable. There's limited power, no running water or internet access, which means very minimal communication to the outside world. If you want to take a shower, use a fluffing, flushing toilet. You have to hope a visiting ship will let you use one. I mean, you're going to have all sorts of frosticles when you squat down in the, in the snow and ice there. The one thing, though, I like about penguins, they really always dress to impress. Thank you very much for listening to the podcast today. Lovely having you here. 180th episode of Keep Calm and Cauliflower Cheese. Like and subscribe, please, wherever you can. If you like to follow my nonsense on Instagram, a little few pictures of the cabin there, uh, then you can follow me on Keep Calm and Cauliflower Cheese on Instagram, at Keep Cheese on Twitter. And if you like to listen to just me, it's basically me giving a monologue, a Sunday sermon to you. Without any interruptions, there's no hymn or choral intervention. It's just me rabbiting on, run rabbit, run rabbit, rabbiting on. Then you can listen on Apple Music, Apple Podcasts, uh, Spotify. There's a, just an audio version, iHeartRadio, Pandora, Audible, Amazon Music, Slacker, Breaker, Google Podcasts, everywhere. To be honest, as your boat arrives in the Antarctic, when you become the postmaster or postmistress, of your new job as a, as the as a boat cracks the ice you can hear keep calming cauliflower cheese emanating from the ice and the frozen tundra anyway also if you like your music there's a uh, edition of the podcast called the butler and poor musical edition on spotify is basically all chopped up 
It's like my whole podcast sliced into pieces of cake, very thinly, thinly slices, wafer-thin slices of audio interspersed with music. And the music that we have on the podcast this week, we have some Warren G. Regulate, Maroon 5, Father John Misty. We have the House Martins. We also have some Hall & Oates, believe it or not. Yes, Hall & Oates, definitely. We have some Randy Newman, some LaRue, some Bee Gees, some David Bowie, some Lionel Richie. Lionel Rich tea with your tea and coffee. Lovely, lovely, lovely stuff. But coming up next, we do have a seasonal poem. This is April's charms. When April scatters charms of primrose gold among the copper leaves and thickets old and singing skylarks with meadows rise to twinkle like black stars in sunny skies. When I hear the small woodpecker ring time on a tree for all the birds that sing and hear a pleasant cuckoo loud and long the simple bird that thinks two notes a song when i hear the woodland brook that could not drown a babe with all his threatening mood upon these banks that violets make their home and let a few small strawberry blossoms come when i go forth on such a pleasant day when breath outdoors takes all my cares away it goes like heavy smoke then flames take hold of the wood that green and filigrate with gold I will make another audio appearance next week on the podcast. It's chappy out for now. Have a lovely springtime week. As I said, I think I'm going to have to get the hiking snow boots out again. A couple of inches coming our way. But hopefully you're staying warm and enjoying all the floral delights that you have in your gardens or woods or wherever you like to take a stroll. Until next time, cheerio for now.